Today's reading is from the book Awareness, the Perils and Opportunities of Reality by Anthony DeMello. And it is from a section called Obstacles to Happiness. He begins, Did you hear about the lawyer who was presented with a plumber's bill? He said to the plumber, Hey, you're charging me $200 an hour. I don't make that kind of money as a lawyer. The plumber said, I didn't make that kind of money when I was a lawyer either. You could be a plumber, or a lawyer, or a businessman, or a priest, but that does not affect the essential I. It doesn't affect you. If I change my profession tomorrow, it's just like changing my clothes. I am untouched. Are you your clothes? Are you your name? Are you your profession? Stop identifying with them. They come and go. When you really understand this, no criticism can affect you. No flattery or praise can affect you either. When someone says, Ah, you're a great guy, what is he talking about? He's talking about me. He's not talking about I. I is neither great nor small. I is neither successful nor a failure. It is none of these labels. These things come and go. These things depend on the criteria society establishes. These things depend on your conditioning. These things depend on the mood of the person who happens to be talking to you right now. It has nothing to do with I. I is none of these labels. Me is generally selfish, foolish, childish, really a great big ass. So when you say you're an ass, I've known it for years. The conditioned self, what did you expect? I've known it for years. Why do you identify with him? Silly. That isn't I. That's me. Do you want to be happy? Uninterrupted happiness is uncaused. True happiness is uncaused. You cannot make me happy. You are not my happiness. You say to the awakened person, Why are you happy? And the awakened person replies, Why not? Happiness is our natural state. Happiness is the natural state of little children to whom the kingdom belongs until they have been polluted and contaminated by the stupidity of society and culture. To acquire happiness, you don't have to do anything because happiness cannot be acquired. Does anybody know why? Because we have it already. How can you acquire what you already have? then why don't you experience it? Because you've got to drop something. You've got to drop illusions. You don't have to add anything in order to be happy. You've got to drop something. Life is easy. Life is delightful. It's only hard on your illusions, your ambitions, your greed, and your cravings. Do you know where these things come from? They come from having identified with all those other labels. And so it is. Thank you. And now it is my great pleasure to introduce our spiritual director and our beloved Reverend Patrick Cameron. Good job. Good morning, welcome. Okay, if you're here for the first time, this is where I sing and pray. 
And so if you'd like to stand up with me and do that, that'd be great. Please stay seated if you're more comfortable seated. Let's take a stand for who and what we are. In this very room, there's quite enough love for all the world. And in this very room, there's quite enough joy for all the world. And there's quite enough love and quite enough power to walk through our every One spirit is in this very room, in this very room, in this very room. Let us know together. Once again, we choose it, the thing itself, that source of life that goes by many names. But what I know, despite what we call it, each time we choose it, each time we open our hearts and minds in that direction, it chooses us. We are the beloved. We are the thing itself, individualized and expressing. So let us know that we call forth into our experience the majesty and the power, the inspiration, the energy, the resources, the people, places, and things that allow us to live our most brilliant experience, that we are here to thrive, and thrive we are, in the abundance, in the wisdom, in the genius of who and what we are. Let us look there. To learn how to think is to learn how to live. Let us think well and wonderfully, and call forth the most perfect divine expression of life that is possible for us in this moment. Let us know that everything necessary for us to realize is made clear in this moment or in the appropriate moment hereafter. Wherever it is, we are awake and aware, listening, receiving, sharing, giving, alive, on fire with life. For this I give thanks, knowing every good thing for each person. Here today, and anyone that comes to mind for us, we know that they have everything they, ha they need as we do. And in that gratitude and recognition, I release these words. And once again, together we say, because it is done, and so it is. Blessings, thank you. So it's a very exciting day. We have a wonderful ceremony that we're going to participate in today. I thank so many of you for being here today. We have a, someone that I'm going to share the, the platform with this morning. And a wonderful, wonderful consciousness. She was with us last year, if you were here with us. Uh, someone that, is, that has been involved with spiritual, deep spiritual work for a number of years and has been a member of the Agape Center in, in uh, California and was one of the initial members of that congregation that now numbers uh, well over 10,000 people. So it's, it's quite a blessing to have this consciousness with us. She is a practitioner, uh, amazing yoga teacher. I've, I'm delighted to call her my friend and prayer partner as well. So I would like to ask you to help me welcome Linda Watson. So let's slide these up a little bit. Perfect. So I'm going to ask Linda some questions today because I think it's just a wonderful opportunity to sort of 
mind the depths of her experience. And so we were talking about earlier, um, your practitioner, explain practitioner and your, your, your uh, experience of practitioner, what that means for you, because practitioner is such an interesting word. Okay, morning everyone, it's so good to be back in Edmonton again this year. This year I came to not only people I didn't know, but I came back to friends that I had met last year. Warm welcome. People said, you're coming back to Edmonton? You're going back there? Wasn't it 28 degrees below zero when you were there last year? I go, mm-hmm, yes, but this is a community where there's cold weather, warm hearts, and incredible hospitality. So I thank you again for welcoming me in that way. So as a practitioner, uh, I consider myself um, a spiritual companion, spiritual being in spiritual partnership with someone. Uh, the word practitioner has many different meanings to people. There are practitioners in other different domains and modalities. And outside of religious science, it doesn't necessarily have uh, as much significance in the way that it does for us. But I like to think of us as, the word that I like to use is a beholder, that we are, you have the honor and privilege of reflecting back to someone their own wholeness and their own divinity, mm -hmm. and wanting sometimes more for someone than they want for themselves. Mm -hmm. So if I come to you as a client and I want you prayer support, I want a new car. Um, you need one. <laughs> <laughs> Your minister should be driving an incredible car, not a truck. Mercedes or something. Right? Thank you. Thank you for that. I, I think you've said enough. <laughs> we don't need to have any more conversation. This is perfect. All right. That's perfect. Anything else you think I need? <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, yeah, I do need it. We should do that right now, shouldn't we? Pass the basket. <laughs> anyway. Uh, golly, I'm just lost now. Okay, so I'll just carry on here. Okay, so I come to you and I have a need. I have a, right. a need. And so I, I, I have a request. And so is it just words that you say? Is it take, you know, because what we do here is we do a one-minute ministry. And really that was intended, let me set this up a little bit, method to my madness. But that was intended to give people a taste of practitioner work. But I have been a prayer partner with this beautiful consciousness for over a year now. And when you sit down with Linda to do prayer work, it's, it, you get into, the, you get into the, the story, you share, and there's a depth of inquiry that is quite remarkable. And it is not possible in one minute. The reason we do the one-minute ministry is intended for new people that haven't had an experience with that, but to really engage in it in, in, a, in a deep way. And so I, I think that's where I was going with that because your, your uh, practice in, in, in practitioner work is, is quite extensive. And we do our prayer work. Sometimes it's an hour and a half of conversation, revelation, and then we, we pray. Mm -hmm. yes. Can you speak a little bit to yes, that? Yes, I, I love to speak to this because prayer itself is a, is a formidable experience and one that is offered in every one of our spiritual communities and, of course, all the practitioners and ministers. And um, engaging in a practitioner session and working and coming together in deep spiritual partnership with someone doing what we call sessions is another whole adventure, isn't it? Catherine, Catherine, I shared with her that that's my new word for having things go on that I didn't know were going to happen. It's an adventure. But the idea of coming into deep spiritual partnership with someone who can see us, we don't see ourselves in a very objective way. 
we see our subject ourselves subjectively we see all the defects and the deficiencies and everything there we're very self-critical and we very much tend toward a way of of being in self-abnegation with ourselves of negating ourselves very often not all not just because we are trying to but because it's a habit it's habituated uh, on top of that if we've had experiences in our life where people were telling us we're not good enough why can't you get an A instead of a B? Why can't you do more? Why can't you be more? Why can't you do better? Why can't you be like them? Why can't you be like whatever this, whatever that was that was layered on over us? And most of us have had that because there were people in our lives, whether they were teachers, authority figures, our parents, whoever it is, just thought that it, it was their projection upon us, right? So we now have come into an awareness that we have uh, dominion over our lives right and so how do we express that dominion and how do we take that responsibility that was so beautifully shared by our um, soloist today we learn the principles and the practices and we learn how to uh, cultivate them in our lives and that's the work we do in a practitioner session we get to have somebody be in deep witness really listen really take us in and listen to the story remember everyone else in our lives by virtue of their role and their relationship with us has an expectation whether it's your neighbor your husband your wife your friend your mother each of those roles comes with a set of expectations consciously or unconsciously the expectations are not just from that other person sometimes they're from us in relationship to that person when we're sitting with a practitioner there's no agenda there's just an opening of loving listening and in the space of deep listening there's deep healing when somebody listens to us not because they're trying to think about what they want to say back to us or what commentary or what they want to say about our lives but they're just there to open up i always think about coming to the altar of truth together and placing my life on the altar of truth with someone who's witnessing it and absolutely acknowledging that it's been hard there's been challenges and that you know what you've done good you know someone in your life that can really sit there and say do you realize how much you've done do you realize what you um you know how you've transcended so many things someone to reflect back to you your wholeness your goodness your divinity the truth that's within you and then to take it even further and to help to release all those layers of guilt and fear and not enoughness and that, that's sort of my ministry is healing of the epidemic of not enoughness because I think that you know we all have those seeds of we're not enough around something so being with a practitioner we get to sit in that place of being absolutely loved unconditionally, seen unconditionally, lifted and raised and absolutely taken into the place within ourselves that we wouldn't normally be able to go on our own. Beautiful. Yeah, and I think what you've inspired too, it reminds me, is it really is the consciousness. It's the consciousness upon the words mm. in that session. It's the consciousness in that deep listening that is so transformational. And that's sometimes difficult to communicate in a way because we're so linear and you know you know speak cast the magic spell and then life will be sweet and good and it really is that that deep listening and that deep connection where all of a sudden we get out of the way and that and the transformation can take place mm. and it's so counterintuitive to what we think in the west especially because we're so busy doing um fascinating so i wanted to ask you 
you have been, you were one of, what, 20 members when Dr. Michael Beckwith started his, his community, as I mentioned in the introduction. One of about 20 people that were there at the beginning and spent a year visioning in, in his living room before you launched the church, which is a wonderful uh, testimony to the power of visioning and getting clear about what is being asked, what wants to happen here at that higher level. So what do you think? And last year you were here and you did a visioning with the membership and we still have all that recorded and we're still using that in our strategic plan and we're still, we haven't abandoned that. If you think it disappeared, it hasn't. It's still alive here. And it's just, you know, it's sequentially sometimes difficult to, to unfold all of it at once, but it's, it's a beautiful map for us to follow. What do you see in our evolution? We're at 400 members. We're at three services. We, we have about 1,000 people that, that visit us and, and participate in a very meaningful way. And so in our evolution, how do you see the parallels? What are we doing uh, well in, in terms of how we're operating now? Uh, what do you see um, perhaps the possibilities for us in a year or two and, and all of that sort of thing in comparison to what your experience had been with Dr. Michael from 20 to 10,000? Well, I see me coming back every year to visit you. <laughs> <laughs> Driving with Patrick in his new car. <laughs> Well, maybe I'll have a chauffeur by then. Oh, who knows? Who knows? This is what I see going on in this community. I looked at this calendar. This is amazing. When you provide a community with classes and support groups and events and activities for connection, for deepening, for learning, to empower them, this is what makes a community grow. And so I'm encouraging you to step into all of this. This is a, an amazing calendar for a community to this size. I will tell you, I travel all over. And to what it takes to put this much in place is a lot of shared leadership. So that's what I would say is one thing that's happening here in an extraordinary way. The, the typical uh, model of a church or religious organization is top-down, right, is vertical where you've got the spiritual leader, the director, the minister, whoever it is up here, and then everything else is underneath. In a vision-driven community, which this is, it's a horizontal model where there's shared leadership. You've got these uh, staff ministers, the practitioners, the leadership in this church, as it begins to grow, if it's not empowered to take their roles as spiritual leaders, then it won't support that really expansive uh, opening, this kind of a thing. So it takes a spiritual leader with vision to be able to trust the others and to share in that leadership. But a community cannot grow on that one leg and just hot, top down and one, or the, as someone says, you know, one leg of a stool. It has to have the shared leadership. That's what I see happening here. That's what I saw last year and what I see continue. And you will see today that there are some new spiritual leaders being brought in to the community and introduced as the, as the practitioners. The other thing I know about this community is that, as I said, it's vision-driven. And if you don't understand what that is, there's a huge difference between planning something and letting the vision pull you into what's trying to happen. Everything in our community for the last 22 years has been based on visioning. Nothing starts, no, not a single ministry, not a, an activity, not our revelation conference. Everything has a visioning group to bring it forth and to support it. We don't make plans. We, we respond to the visioning and what comes from the visioning. 
And this community is also doing that. When we were getting ready to plan our practitioner retreat that was yesterday, I was sent the visioning notes from the practitioner group that got together and visioned. And that, does, that means you don't get to know exactly what it's going to look like. Because spirit has a much bigger plan and has much more, and there's much more possibility than there is in our own finite thinking, which can be a very narrow bandwidth of awareness. And I just want to throw this out, doing visioning for your own personal life as well. And practitioners and being in your um, uh, sessions with your practitioner, that's another thing that you can do when you're with practitioners, is learn how to um, cultivate that visioning process for your own life. The other thing I see going on here is incredible music. Some of you may know that we have an incredible music ministry, Ricky Byers Beckwith. I mean, I'm coming here to another country, and we're singing the SAR songs from what we sing on Sunday. I release and I let go. And so what does that say? And I foresee your music going out to other communities. I'm taking Susan's CD with me, and I'm taking it back to Agape, and I'm taking it back to the States with me. When you have incredible music, music is a ministry that reaches into us beyond words. And many of you I know appreciate the incredible music. Let's just applaud the incredible music here. Where are they? Where are they? Well, they're eating. Well, wherever they are, let them know. That's another thing I see going on here. And I see connection. And I see community. I see the way people are with each other. I see the way you're greeted when you come in here. I see the way you greet each other. I see the way a community takes care of each other. Yes? And this yeah. community takes care of each other. That's another thing. Even though we have 10,000 members, we walk through our community. We know each other. You know, we know who we are. We walk down the halls, and we know we are in each other's hearts during the week. And this community is a prayer-based community. And as long as you have a community that's based in prayer and meditation and spiritual practices, it will only continue to flourish. And you have a pretty good minister. Oh, Oh, I, I, just feel, I just feel blessed to have allowed to, as much good into my life in the form of many mentors and teachers and, and, and Linda has been such a wonderful mentor and uh, example and reminder in my life of what the word practitioner means and I just feel so blessed that we, the consciousness that we collectively uh, offer and invite uh, someone that is... Uh, such a good fit for us, you know, that, that resonance. And so I feel so, um, it's such an affirmation in terms, because I have to tell you that I, I, I don't have a plan. I mean, I think I, I just can't, I can plan, you know, when I, I mean, there's a planning once the vision, you know, when the, when the task is before us, but much of it is, is, has yet to be revealed. And yet I know that when it feels right and, and, the, and the people step up in its time, we can then um, unfold it. But uh, you know, I, I know what the longing is and the desire is to impact as many people uh, in their lives as possible because I think our teaching is so powerful that our time has come and that the world really needs what we have to offer. And the best way we do that is, is in our daily lives, in our work. And, and so how can we do that better? And so I'm, I'm called by that, but how, the details of all that continue to be revealed. And it's just wonderful to watch. You know, our, our, you're right. We have incredible staff ministers. I was looking at this calendar. Uh, we were sitting next to each other, and, and I thought if it wasn't for these staff ministers stepping up and teaching classes and having such passion, and our practitioners that continue to grow, um, and so all of it is just such a, a joy to watch 
moment by moment, and, and you are a reflection of that, so you're a, you're a wonderful demonstration for us. Well, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. So now what I'm going to do, I can, this, this works really well. We're, we're going to take like this the on the road. the Lee and Regis show, <laughs> the Canadian version. <laughs> but uh, what I want to do right now is um, to honor our time uh, uh, commitments. Is to, I'm going to invite our practitioner core up, as well as our new practitioners that we're going to do our induction ceremony today. And I'm going to have to ask Linda to help me with that and as well as some of our staff ministers. So I'd like all the practitioners to come up. I'd like to ask Reverend Lorraine Trout from Saskatoon who is here with us and was here for our regional meeting as well as our, our practitioner retreat. Anyone else out there? Anybody else from uh, Saskatoon out with us? Nope. Okay, they're all on the road. Let's get rid of these chairs. Thank you, and thank you. So all of these, these beautiful ladies here have done the work. This practitioner work is it, it not just uh, a three-weekend endeavor. It's years. It's years of commitment and continuing to do the work. And we honor that today. And all the people that stand on this platform right now have done the work. Ministers, as well as myself, we are practitioners first in our movement. And so the sacred path you walk is being honored here today. You have chosen to serve God, the International Centers for Spiritual Living, and the Center for Spiritual Living, and this Center for Spiritual Living, by living fully the principles we teach. Each of you has followed your heart and has answered your calling. Being a licensed practitioner is a sacred obligation, a journey of love, and a dedication of all aspects of your being. Do each of you today promise to uphold the teachings of the Center for Spiritual Living in everything you say, in everything you do? and in everything you are. If so, please say, I do. I do. do you promise to live in conscious awareness of your own divinity and the divinity of others? If so, please say, I do. I do. do you dedicate yourselves to hold in volat the confidentiality and the identity of those who come to you for assistance unless you receive their express permission to do otherwise? If so, Please say, I do. I do. Do you promise to abide by the practitioner code of ethics? If so, please say, I do. I do. do you dedicate yourselves to the dis dis discipline of regular and faithful prayer so that you may expand the expression of your life in loving service to God and humankind? If so, please say, I do. I do. do you dedicate yourselves to behold the divine perfection in all who may call upon you? Do you dedicate yourselves to serve whomever may call upon you in time of need? Do you dedicate yourself to a constant recognition of one spirit within all people, regardless of race, gender, faith, orientation, or station in life? Will you continue to study and expand your consciousness that you may be more effective in your chosen way? To the best of your ability, will you minister to the needs of humanity I now charge you, I now charge you, Elizabeth Manuel, to go forth into this world, permitting those who come to you to be healed by your presence and by your example. Jennifer Andell, I now charge you 
to go forth into the world permitting those who come to you to be healed by your presence and by your example. I now charge you, Cassandra Van Merlin, to go forth into the world permitting those who come to you to be healed by your presence and by your example. I now charge you, Laura Cameron, who fits into that convenient little bag when we go shopping, <laughs> to go forth into the world permitting those who come to you to be healed by your presence and by your example. I now charge you, Sandra Gibbs, to go forth into the world permitting those who come to you to be healed by your presence and by your example. And I now charge you, Vicki Picard, to go forth into this world permitting those who come to you to be healed by your presence and by your example. And so it is. I gotta get at the end of the line for a hug. yourselves for a moment. <laughs> a lot of hugging going on. Cassandra? Thank you. Blessings. can't go down yet. All right. So let's just, let's just bless this. Let's just bless this moment, this rite of passage. Let us know that for each one of these practitioners and for each practitioner in the world, each awake and aware and wonderful presence of this divine presence, that these ministries, these individuals are resourced, supplied, supported, that the consciousness continues to reveal itself beautifully, powerfully, and wonderfully by means of these individuals, by means of each person, each conveyor of truth. We bless it, we honor it, we give thanks, and together we say, and so it is. Blessings. Thank you. Please be seated. <laughs> 